This is Leadership in Action, and I'm Casey Cheshire. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of Boston area innovators. Sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization, this is Leadership in Action. And there it is. I hit a button and the energy gets gets Mm -hmm. turned up a notch or two or three or four. I am so excited for today. I'm so excited for the guest today. I can't wait to introduce you to him. He is amazing. He is the talk of the chapter. He is, he's a good guy. He's been around for a while and he has full of wisdom and knowledge, but also likes to have fun. A serial entrepreneur, adventurer, sports fanatic, a thought leader in the textiles industry. He's been at it for over 30 years. What can we learn from him today? Well, he is passionate about a a, a kind of leadership that's not only collaborative, but also caring too about the actual people on the team. I can't wait to learn from him. Owner and executive vice president of MTEX, Joel Livingston. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thank you. Uh, nice to be here. I'm looking forward to uh, sitting with you. We've known each other for a while and had some fun times and uh, learned together and things like that. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'll, man. I'll... It's great to learn together and hash things out and then record it so that other people can hear the magic. Because I think sometimes that's the magic of, you know, an EO event or or just any kind of interaction where, man, things are happening. We're, we're coming up with different topics. And so I'm going to stop talking here. I want to ask you this question. And I can't wait to start learning and, and collaborating with you here. What is a common misconception about leadership and being an entrepreneur? Um, yeah, more, I would say, you know, that it's lonely at the top. And, you know, I don't personally feel like that. Um, I do have a partner. Um, we both handle different sides of our business. Um, but we spend, it's more, you know, there's 11 of us here and it's more of a collaborative. We all get together and, you know, we try to solve our issue our um, and the issue at hand um, with knowledge from everybody, we've got a lot of people that have had a lot of experience here. So I like to rely on them or, you know, or talk to someone that's had the, you know, maybe have had an experience with the issue that we're having at hand, um, you know, and, and just talk it out and find the best solution. Also, you know, I like to have, um, you know, I like, uh, I, I'm not Mr. Livingston, I'm Joel. And, you know, I like to be, um, you know, I basically, I don't say a friend, but, you know, an equal with them. I don't like to be looked at as above anyone. You know, I feel like, you know, I started in the factory here, you know, learning the business and I never wanted to be, you know, the owner's son. People know who I am. They knew you were the owner's son. You never had to, um, you know, tell them. And it just felt like it was ingenuine to, you know, be like that. And I actually worked harder to be, you know, to kind of, do more. So you didn't look at like the owner's son type deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there's so much to, to unpack here. Uh, and I, and I want to get to that, the working harder. And then the idea of being the owner's son, will definitely want to get to you because it sounds like you did it right. But just even to that first point you made about not having to be lonely at the top. And then I heard you mention the different ways that it's not lonely. You've got the, you've got a partner. Um, you've also got a really good team around you. Right. It sounds like, it very well could be for some people. I mean, that's uh, uh, people say it, right? People say it's yeah. only at the top right. and it, it very well could be if you don't have these ingredients, these like great things cool. around you. hundred percent. Yeah. No, no question. You know, and like I said, um, we've worked, we have the same people has been here, you know, five years minimum and, you know, a lot of experience, a um, lot of, you know, supplier friendly suppliers and relationships. We like to have relationships with our customers and relationships with our suppliers, because, you know, I want to be able to 
I want my customer to be able to call up and, you know, mention to my, you know, oh, I made a mistake to customer service. You know, I screwed up on my side. Anyway, you can help me out and, you know, have that type of relationship and, um, you know, with customers and with suppliers, I rely on them, you know, if they've had any experience and issues we've had, you know, talk about it there. Um, it sounds like, like you're not burning people for making mistakes either. Oh, no, you no, very no, well no. could, right? You make one mistake. I'm going to burn you. Totally. No, it's um, here is, you know, it, no one ever, I, I give my employees, you know, if it's an ethical decision and we're not around, I mean, typically we're around if you needed to, to get a hold of us, but if not, if you made an ethical decision and it ended up being the wrong decision, then you know what, you did the right thing on your end and we'll stand behind you. Um, you know, so I, I want people to think for their own, they know kind of what our philosophy is here and how we treat our customers and, and our suppliers and everybody. So, you know, I, I, I like to have, you know, people make their own decisions. You know, and it so, sounds like, you know, you get what you put out there too. So if you're not burning people for mistakes and you're, if they're doing what is right, like you're saying, then, then when you end up making that same call, you don't have suppliers whacking you and clients whacking you because you've created this this air around you saying like, look, this is the kind of how we're going to do business is what we expect of you and what I expect of myself. Right. Right. I, it's not, it's a waste of time to point fingers and say what the problem was and how it happened. And, and, you know, you know, I just, as an aside, you know, COVID seemed like at one point they wanted had to know who the first person was that brought it to Boston and like, who cares, you know, like it's here, let's deal with it. But I mean, there was like wasted resources. I thought, right. Right spend the energy on fixing the problem rather than who caused the problem because that doesn't help anyone. So I mean, let's go into that a little bit more. That's interesting. I mean, cause not every, why do, why does not everyone act like that? Why, why is there some of that culture of burning people and pointing fingers and finding. Cause it can't be me, you know, it has, has to be someone else. Be I'm, I'm too smart. Else. I'm too Right. I know too much. You know, I just can't take responsibility. You know, I, I, I would guess is what it yeah. is. You know, I, I mean, I think it's a it's self-deprecating is a uh, nice way. You know, people don't want to look at you. Oh, look, you can't even talk to him. You know, he runs a small business and, you know, and he thinks he's all that. And, you know, it's just the opposite of how I want to be or how I like to run. You know, I want to be, you know, accessible to anyone. And, and you know, everybody's equal here to me. You know, and I've heard so many people talk about the opposite of that. Whereas if you're vulnerable, you actually get the, it's counterintuitive. If you're so defensive, you, you don't get the respect you were seeking. You don't get, you know, treated right way. You don't get any of those things that you wanted in the first place by right. acting so defensive and always pointing fingers. But the flip of that, you end up do getting, I mean, if you, if you are vulnerable, you do get people trusting you and respecting you and all that. Totally. I want to work at a place so you're comfortable. You can be yourself. And, and, you know, yeah. if you make a mistake, you're not nervous, you're going to get fired. And, you know, and I like to, you know, we're a sales company. I want everybody to know how much we, I mean, we're private, but we still, I tell everybody my sales every day, how much we make and not how much we make, um, but how much we do in sales and things like that, because sure, that's, I mean, that's the ultimate goal for all of us to have the highest amount of sales. I want everyone involved with that and knowing that and, you know, I like to share good news. And if we have bad news, we share bad news. Right. You know, right. But, yeah. But, Transparent like that. Um, yeah. You know, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying. I, I was going to say that. So, you know, to your myth, you know, you've got 
partnership. We talked about the team being around you. Talk a little bit about what makes a, a partnership succeed. Sounds like you've got so, that going. Yeah, we've been lucky. So a little uh, background is uh, my dad was 75% owner and he had a partner who was 25%. That partner was 15 years younger than my dad. That same partner is now my partner. We're 50-50 and he is 15 years older than me now. So, you know, it's kind of, we've worked together forever. Um, we have a great relationship. We don't argue or fight about anything. We have the same type of um you know, thoughts and uh, morals and, you know, and, and what we expect from people. Um, he does most of the sales. I do a lot, most of the uh, operations and, you know, we, we cross paths here and there with our responsibilities, but um, for the most part, you know, it's like, he's got my back. I've got his, you know, we can, it's, it's a good thing for how do you, all of us. How do you have that? Cause that sounds perfect. How many times have we heard in EO or other places, people just, can be so challenged by partnerships. I mean, it's, right, it's right. akin to almost like a marriage sometimes. Oh, for sure. I mean, you spend more time with these people than you do, you sure. know, your, your family. And, uh, you know, we don't fight about money. We don't argue about that stuff ever. We've never had argued about that. We've, you know, and it's also the company has been successful for most of the time we've had it. We really have not, knock on wood, had a lot of, you know, adversity say, you know, we've had adversity, but not to the point where, you right. know, because, you know, making these life and death decisions on the business. Like, thank God we haven't had that. We've had pretty steady um, customers in business. And most of our customers are, you know, our, our guys, our new business comes from, you know, current customers, just from relationships. We visit them, we travel and stuff. And we kind of, that's how we separate ourselves. Um, but back to the, you know, partnership, we just, we try not to step on each other's toes. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we irritate each other or whatever, because we're, we're together all the time. But Ultimately, our, our end goal is to, you know, is to run the company successfully and um, be profitable. So what I heard from that was you've got your swim lanes. Right. Every yeah. now and then you see each other. But for the most part, you're doing what you need to do. Right. And, right. and yeah. you respect each other. You know? Right. Yeah. And we've it's been, um, you know, we, we never really had to talk about kind of like you know, sales and thing, but lately, you know, since he's getting, he's 70, 70, gonna be 71, you know, not that he's going to retire and I don't want him to, but you know, there's, you know, certain things like I, that he handles that I need to, you know, that we need to make sure that, you know, if he decided to go or retire or something happened, you know, we have coverage there with his relationships and stuff. So we've had some of those call talks and stuff too. And, um, you know, he's been more than open to help, you know, let me have like a, one of our other sales guys, you know, trail them a little bit to learn and get those relationships. That's smart. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, for me, I mean, on my end, I mean, him, he's, you know, operations is not, you know, I, not, I mean, there's relationships, but it's more, you know, with the suppliers and, you know, they want to sell us. So if something happened to me, it's, you know, he could do, it's not like I have to spend a lot of time training him on, you know, operations and stuff. Sure. So sure. that's been good. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure he'd say the opposite. I'm sure he says he'd probably say that, you know, that it's great. I feel the mutual respect where you're saying, look, oh, yeah. me, you can replace me today. Him, he's really important. He'd probably say the same thing or maybe yeah. he'd joke <laughs> and he'd say, no, he's right. Right. I feel that. I feel that mutual respect across yeah. uh, the partnership. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, we, you know, he's, you know, we we're, um, I could tell him anything and, it's secure, you know, it's basically, Hey, it's my, uh, my, uh, 
form member, basically, you know, yeah. you have confidentiality on both ends and, you know, things like that. And uh, it's been, it's been a, you know, very pleasant experience for sure. Yeah. And I didn't expect it any other way, really family oriented and all that too. You know, we care family first. So. Well, if you ever, if you ever get bored and want to do presentations around the world, feel free to talk about partnerships. Because uh, that sounds like a great model. That's what a lot of people are striving to have. Right. Their right. Partnerships. It's jealousy. I mean, a lot of times it comes to, you know, jealousy and stuff and we keep, you know, we try to keep everything equal and, you know, if, you know, just with it, be there for each other, you know, and, and, you know, care more personally and then, you know, than anything. So it's, yeah, it's really good like that too. Yeah. That sounds really good, man. I, right. Right. People. Ask, so. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Great people, great yeah. partnerships. And I want to also bring up, I mean, we mentioned a few times EO, right. Right. Um, has EO helped contribute to the fact that, I mean, you are not alone. You have even mentioned the forum of your, your partnership. Right. Um, and I know you're also in a forum. Talk to me yep. a little bit about EO for you. I mean, how many years have you been in for a while now, right? Yeah. Um, probably 18 or 19 years. And, oh. I, and I started um, more because uh, family business and, you know, I'd worked at other places, but, you know, it's, it, it was, um, had a, um, family business psychologist or whatever to meet, you know, with, because just young, inexperienced, you know, and a ton of questions. So I, he recommended to me cause he was a friend of Vern Harnish, who's the founder of EO. Oh, wow. That's yeah. And so, yeah. So we, we end up, um, I'm in a meeting up with him and, you know, and talking about it and, and, and then uh, joining EO just cause I was young and didn't, you know, it was a good way to get experience, you know, uh, you know, it's basically a board of advisors without having to pay for it, you know, and, and I mean, I could go to my dad, but he's not going to give me unsolicited advice. That's, you know, <laughs> you know, just tell me I'm an idiot or I did something wrong or, you know, that's your responsibility or whatever. I'm not afraid of that, but it's, you know, you, sometimes you want to unbiased um, opinions and stuff. So, you know, initially uh, for me, when I first joined the first, you know, 10 or 15 years, it was really beneficial for me. Now, I'm in a forum, you know, and I, I don't necessarily personally get as much out of it because I don't put mm. as much as much into it. Um, only that, but I also haven't quit because I like to mentor. I feel like I'm doing more mentoring than I am, you know, gaining back because I mean, my business has been established for, you know, a long, long time. I, yeah. it's, it, it's pretty, you know, can run on, uh, run pretty smoothly, you know, not a lot of hiccups you know, deal with them, but you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's not major stuff that I need like multiple people on now, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't need them in the future. That's also why I have it. And I have you know, aging parents and, yeah, you know, all the other things that come with that. So, um, you know, so I, I've hung in there and been there and, and I've been on the board and things like that too. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like I've seen that too, where I'm, I've only been about seven or eight years in EO, but that initial bit of time where you're just getting business lessons left and right, just by even being in the same room as someone else, you, you, oh. you hear traction or Vern Harnish or all these things. And then it sort of changes as you have been in there longer. And it's less about every sort of business issue. Cause you might've already presented on it. You might've already sure. figured it out. And later right. it's more right. about family or personal or just life changes. Right. Um, and then the mentorship giving back. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's, um, I, sometimes I don't have enough to share, you know, it's, 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 
like I, I don't have enough to share sometimes. So it, you know, it's, it's harder, you know, and it seemed like, and I'm the biggest one. I mean, it's about action, you know, and I've said the same, I've had the same kind of stuck in the mud issue for, you know, a thousand years. And, you know, I brought it to three, two or three different forms that I've been in and, you know, I, and it's me, it's not them. I mean, I've gotten the right advice every time. It's just like, I, you know, some of these things I haven't, still hired to that's tough to I've, I've, I've done on that your own you know yeah you know so you see a lot of that especially yeah. the longer you're in it and you know i mean that's the hardest part that's why people join and maybe they can never figure out why but you know you hear a lot of that so yeah you know and but then that, me i just you know yeah. like i feel like i need more you know i didn't i haven't done enough action on my end kind yeah of, there's something about that right myself. like eo talks about you know make your own experience and there there's a little some of that's kind of tongue in cheek because it absolves them of a little bit of responsibility, but at the same sure. time, there is some truth to it where, you know, what you put into it sometimes has a correlation to what you get out of it. You know, do you right. go to the events? Do you, you know, go to right. forum? Do you prep right. for forum? Right. You know, all those things. Right. And you know, it's, it's funny because it seems like, you know, the more you get into it and you wear the form, you get more relaxed, you go on a couple of retreats and you're, you know, these are your friends. Now it's, it gets to be less, um, you know, business-like, at least for me, initially it wasn't, I was, I'm mean, I was petrified to be late and not prepared. And, right. you know, some of these guys that were in there are Wayne Ferrari, um, you know, just some names in the past that were like these business guys that were intimidated. It's like, if you weren't prepared, you know, you, you know, you're like trying to hide because, you know, you're just like letting these people down too. Right. So, you know, but for me now, as I've gotten older and more experienced, it seemed like I, and again, on me, you know, I, I don't give it enough, you know, that the kind of the um, importance that it should have for me now, but just, uh, I got a few things going on personally and stuff like that. So you do you know. think that's something that, I mean, I obviously, you know, and that's just the, the ownership model that we have in you where you're just like, you own it, like, Hey, that's on me. I, but is there anything yeah. the chapter could do differently? Do you think that could make it easier for you? to continue to get value even after you've been in for 18 years? You know, um, for me, I've always been like, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, you know, the form experience. I mean, I'm not against like mixing it up. I feel like I have, you know, we talk about um, confidentiality in yeah. your form and that's, that's the most important thing because you got to be able to be comfortable sharing with everybody. But I feel like when I'm in an EO event, you know, the EO Boston is under that, you know, under that, yeah you know, that confidentiality. So I, I don't have a problem sharing some of that stuff. I wish, you know, and I said, you know, sometimes you get bored with the same people. I have no problem with them mixing it up every once in a while and, and, you know, and taking and just mixing everybody up and throwing out another, um, you know, another group of forums just because, uh, you know, I haven't talked to these people or shared, you know, maybe I'm going to get another perspective on uh, some of this I've been stuck on that may all of a sudden stick with me. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, and then, but there's also the other side of it where people said that, you know, they just can't, um, you know, they, they just don't have that uh, trust in, in confidentiality, you know, outside of their four or five or seven or eight people in their forum, you know, which is, you know, I, I get that too. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Totally. But, you know, but I also like, I mean, these people have heard my same story. How many times they want to hear my same story and I haven't, and <laughs> right. I haven't helped, you know, and right. Put in so, a book, Put right. In a book. You know, I feel bad, but you know, it's like, and I'm sure it frustrates 
other people too, you know, but also it's like, I don't know. It seems like, I'm sure you've seen it too. You like a lot of people that, that join either they think they're going to, they're going to sell to these 120 people or then it for the wrong reasons, oh, or, sure. you know, you know, and that happens a lot. Um, it seems like, you know, it's, it's, you're in there for personal growth and personal growth only and, yeah. you know, willing to grow stuff like that, you know? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's like a no pitch zone, right. We're just here yeah. to learn from each other. And right, right, right. Be. But a lot of people don't, you know, they only want the forum experience and don't want, you know, the advance and stuff. And I gotta be honest, you know, it's like, sometimes it's certain, you know, the budget was, you know, to have these events, you just, it's just tough to put them together. These people want, you know, a good speaker wants anywhere from 30 to hundred grand. Yeah. It's, you it's know, it's kind of crazy. Right. Right. And then hotels and pampered and driving and it's like, okay, it's a little yeah. much. You know, and that but, extension cord to power your projector is $125 and right. Right. The guy yeah. has to come put it in. I don't, right. that's a, right. that's a whole yeah. rabbit hole right there. But do you have, <laughs> do you have a favorite EO experience or maybe a favorite, form retreat or just what, what were some of the sure. highlights you must have collected um, so many oh my gosh so you know at the beginning i mean i've seen jack welsh speak oh wow at, at cyclorama and he was amazing i've seen um you know guys from um bert and uh what's the name from life is goods so, oh yeah yeah and um the taj in downtown boston it was Amazing. That was same night. George uh, Nadoff, who founded uh, Boston Chicken and a couple other restaurants, spoke, and a couple others. You know that was amazing. I've been to Cuba. I've been to um, Iceland. I've been to wow. Ireland. I've been to the President's House of Iceland. I mean, it was there. You know, we were at his house. We met um, wow. the President of Ireland, or it's not the President, but the other guy uh, name for like a Prime um, Minister or whatnot, something or... like that. Yeah, yeah. and um, amazing. You know, and and some of the people we've had speak. The, the, the Australian guy that was in the lost his leg to the to the sharks, oh, and then yeah. you know went in again, and you know his story and meeting him, and you know just like. Some of the stuff, even, you know, I didn't, when I was traveling a lot of international, a lot more than I am now, or was, um, didn't take advantage of necessarily of, you know, like they tell you anywhere you go to, you know, to reach out to, you know, locally old members to get the experience. And I mean, oh, yeah. look at it, Hong Kong, Vietnam, uh, China, for me, you know, and I didn't necessarily do that because I'm like, I one night in Hong Kong, I want to make sure I use it to the best of my abilities, you know, to have fun. And I don't mind going alone. And if I call someone and I end up, what if I don't like him? I'm not going to bail on the guy. You know what I mean? So right. it's kinda, oh, that's a good point. Kind yeah. of trepidation about, you know, like doing that. It's, it's, it was the wrong, the wrong move because now, I mean, I can, whenever I meet young people and they ask for advice or anything, connections, connections, connections. And it took me a long time to get to that. And understand that it's all about connections, it's all about, you know, and you have those yeah. opportunities, you know, what, tell me about connections. It sounds like that is a real takeaway, a real lesson. What, what is the power I, of connections? I mean, just, you never know. I mean, it's like, you you can graduate from Harvard to the top of your class. And if you don't know someone or have a connection somewhere, you can be out in the street, you right. know, and it's like all about meeting these people and, and just, talking to them and use it, you know, you, when I say use them, use them to, you know, using them, but use them for what they're there for. I mean, you guys, great communication. Anybody, you know, that I could talk to about this job or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And just, 
you know, just the more people you meet, the opportunities. I met this guy one time, I was up to dinner in LA on business and this guy was sitting next to me. He says, oh, where are you from? I said, Boston. And he said, oh, from Boston too. And we we're chatting and uh, he says, um, I forget what you're talking about, whatever. And next thing I know, it's, oh, that's an interesting uh, ring. What is that from? And his girlfriend says, oh, that was when Jim was the general manager of the Cincinnati Reds and they won the World Series. And I'm like, whoa, what are we talking? Who, wait, who are you? <laughs> and who the being, hell am I talking to? <laughs> right. And up being Jim Bowden, you know, and he's, uh, yeah. he was the general manager of Cincinnati Reds and um, now he's an announcer. I mean, just sent me pictures from the field after the Red Sox won the World Series in 18. Uh, I mean, in 07 and just um, a great guy. But ultimately, he told me the story. He went to prep school. He grew up, I forget where, in Massachusetts, didn't, go, didn't get along with his dad, ended up going to a boarding school. And how did you become the general manager of the Cincinnati Reds? Well, my roommate's father was a one of the majority owners of the Reds. He liked me and put me in that position. And I ran and I was the general manager of the Reds with Marge Shot was running them. They won the World Series, Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, Jeez. all these guys. Because he went, he was the roommate of somebody at a prep school. Had no experience at all. And again, a I had no experience at all either. Right. And, right. He, and yeah. he still won the World Series. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And then, you know, I kind of blew the opportunity to ask about Marge Shaw because she's a tripping and of herself. She had the dog and she was, wow. her husband died. He was the owner. And then she was crazy. Ended up being there. But, you know, in the, she was a bad person too, but had Nazi, uh, a little bit of Nazi uh, leanings. But, <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> connections again. Right. People... right but, there's you good know. people and there's bad people, right? So, oh, yeah, it's just interesting, you know. To, I mean, that just because he was a friend with so and so, and just because like, roommate, yeah, jeez, yeah, yeah, you never know those type of things. You meet someone and, and just you never know who they are or what they do and what they can do to help you, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned this earlier the idea of you know, hear my story, how many times you're gonna tell it? Right. Well, I have known you for a bit, but I don't even know your story. So I'm going to ask you, who are you? Who are you? Take me back in time. Little Joel sure. days. Yeah. Uh, what was it like so, growing up uh, you? Uh, so I uh, grew up in uh, Marblehead, Mass. Um, you know, it's a great town. Everybody, you know, you stay there, you do everything there. All your friends are there. You know, it's, uh, played town sports and yep. big hockey player all, all my life. And, nice. um, you know, most of my friends, you know, started there and, um, have what a position older, did you play? I was a goalie of all. You're things. a goalie. Yeah, lefty goalie, a Jewish lefty goalie. As <laughs> an aside to that, I know there was eight le- uh, Jewish hockey goalies on the like in Marblehead, Swampscott, Salem, North Shore area when we were growing up, and it's just amazing. I like I never realized that. We started thinking about it and talking. It's like holy smokes! First of all, why would your mother allow you? Jewish good Jewish mother shouldn't allow me to to get hit by hockey pucks, you know, but there's eight uh, of you. Do you have a nickname yeah. for the group? Uh, no, cause we, it's kind of just like found out about <laughs> it now, you know, and it was, it was just, uh, interesting to think about, you know, that that happened like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, grew up in Marblehead, um, older brother, younger sister, mom and dad, um, 84 and 82 married over 60 years, happily married, still in love. 
uh, great example to grow up. I mean, our family is still, we're all real, you know, tight. We're all live nearby. Um, I'm married for uh, 32 years myself. We have a 29 year old daughter who just had her first grandchild. And our, oh, wow. Congrats. My mom, thank you. Yeah. My mom's uh, first great grandchild and my mom's got uh, stage four pancreatic. So it was mm. a, uh, you know, it's the life uh, experience, you know, one going and one coming and, you know, and just experience that. And I've been, but I, um, I'm lucky. Our family has been lucky. We've been healthy. Our parents have been healthy for 82 and 84 years. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. that. Not that it makes it easier or anything to, you know, to deal with, but you know, it's kind of there. Um, So uh, then, you know, there I went to uh, Plymouth State College and uh, which is a party uh, school I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know that going in. um, Did your parents know that? Probably not. (laughs) No, probably at different times back then, you know, Okay. they drop you off at, I mean, literally dropped me off in front of the dorm and drove off. I mean, wow. that's how we have grown up, you know, that's, but that's the kind of the way it was. We were right. There's no, there's the overprotective helicopters that, you know, hover in and none of that. That was like kicking you out of the car and hey, we're free. (laughs) I mean, they went away every weekend in high school. We were lived alone on on our own. And, you know, I always said to myself, I taught my daughter responsibility because once they saw it, you know, if you're responsible, then you're polite. You're going to do the right thing. You know, you know, your, your compass, moral compass is right. You know, yeah. my dad taught us responsibility. He was uh, to the point that if, if we were in a group and uh, somebody did something wrong, it, it was, I was just as guilty as they were because, you know, you could have stopped them. I'm like, sure. Dad. So a guy punt his sister um, died in college and he, found out and punched a hole in the wall right then he was six four like 220 and i said dad how should i have stopped him at that point he's like yeah sometimes you don't you know? yeah right but uh you know maybe you but, help him patch it up but right yeah. exactly but you know responsibility was you know just a huge uh part of it and, and i you know i kind of like turned into my father i didn't realize but you see <laughs> right. someone speeding down the street slow down you know things like that it's like wow <laughs> Never thought I'd get to be that guy. Yeah, but, you, you know. there's a joke about giving people the stink eye. I guess uh, you get to a certain age, and then you're looking at the cars driving your neighborhood, being like, "You better slow down." Watch right, right, right. Oh, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. But my dad, you know, he demanded respect. Yeah, and you know, and and um, he got it, and that made us all three of us, a, you know, better people. And tell me more about that because you talked about working really hard to overcome. You were the son of the owner of this established business. Right. I'm sure he had you um, a part of it quickly, or you're working, or you're learning. Yeah. What was what was yeah. it like, and how did you overcome that that challenge? So more of working, you know, just being one, trying to be one of the guys. Never saying, you know, they know. Like I said, they know who my dad was. I didn't have to remind anybody. I would never, ever never. say, you know, say that. And uh, just try to work, work harder than, you know, the other people. But I, I was, you know, making boxes when I was 13 back in the day, you know, just working there and working with the, working with these guys and stuff like that, you know, that are there and, you know, just um, working hard, keeping my mouth shut, learning, you know, and not knowing, I don't know anything and, you know, period. I don't know anything. You teach me. So it's kind of that. You know, way, it's a credit you know. to your dad that you came in with that attitude. That was probably that responsibility attitude, and somehow he kept he kept your ego at check. And even though your dad had a company, it doesn't sound like you were spoiled. It didn't sound like 
Oh no. no you know, no, you grew no, up no. with that, you know, all no. the brand new hockey gear or anything like oh, that, God. you know, never. Yeah. My uh, dad grew up poor in Dorchester. My mother was in Chelsea, oh, yeah. you know, wow. you know, and, and we were the last family to have the microwave, the last family to have uh, video games and VCR and all that stuff. Just because my dad had a chair in the living room. You, if he was home, you did not sit in it period. Yeah. Could you imagine parents doing that nowadays? Oh, Tyler, Taylor, Taylor, please take my seat. Hunter, are you, don't cry, honey. Here's a cookie. <laughs> I mean, you see this all the time. It's like my parents weren't my friends. At yeah. restaurants too. My, I, I yeah. do remember my dad specifically telling me I'm not your friend. You know, 100%. I think no, I cried a little bit because I thought he was supposed to be, but then you realize yeah. later, like, no, that's the point. You're <laughs> not supposed to be your friend. Just make sure friend. you get what you need. Yeah. Hundreds. We weren't, they didn't take us all. We were animals. So he didn't let us take <laughs> us to dinner or, you know, because we wouldn't behave. So they didn't put themselves in those positions. Yeah. You know, and I don't blame them, but, you know, I mean, it's, they didn't want to be our friends. They wanted us to respect them. They wanted, I wanted to be with my parents, of course, but not because they, they were my friends. They're going to do stuff for me or, you know, and that thing. It's not, just not, you know. Different and, kind of relationship, right? I mean, it was. Totally, totally, yeah, totally. It, you know, and even with my daughter, it, you know, I, you try, it's so hard, you know, like it, it breaks hard to be tough on them, but it's, you know, it's for their own good too. So, you know, that was, you know. But I there's don't know that, that balance, was, right? Because like. Sure. You, you're doing yeah. you're doing better maybe right. than your parents were and they wanted that to be the case and sure. you're doing better but you also don't want your kids to know if you if you're doing like i want that my same with my kids i want them to you know i, I had a i had a pretty you know pretty decent you know mid-level thing where we didn't always get what we wanted and my parents you know, and i knew right. that they weren't rich i could feel it right they weren't right. poor but right. I knew that like you needed to appreciate things and right. my grandmother gave me some cash in a card every now and then. I, and right. my dad was always right. like, don't give him money. Right. My kid. No question. I mean, it's different. Like, you know, these people there, it, it's not benefiting the kid. You know, a lot of these people right. that, you know, I talk about when kids say, you know, you're going to college, you know, they're seniors or whatever. No, I'm not going to go to college. Say, geez, you know, I just am not a good student. I said, you know what? I got to be honest. It's, it's not just about being a student. College is learning to live on your own, have the responsibility to do your laundry, to pick up yourself, make sure you yeah. eat food, and get to class, and and pay yeah. your bills and 100%. things like that. I mean, I, I need it. I want them. Your parents can't do that for you. But these kids, some of them, they don't even do their laundry until the day they go to college and they get there, and they can't even they drop out in the first semester because they can't be away from mom and dad. They don't even know what to do, you know, yeah. to, to do their laundry. It's like, I never was that way ever, ever, ever. And my parents, I mean, 16, I could do my own thing and be responsible and, you know, different times again, but, you yeah. know, I just never felt like I was ever worried or not know how to get through life. <laughs> was there ever a question if you were going to work in the family business or not? And, was that expected or was it? No, um, not expected. Probably preferred not to. Um, <laughs> like I said, I had an older, I haven't had an older brother who was in the business initially and uh, him and my dad couldn't get along. And, you know, I didn't, I worked outside um, at other companies first, you know, for training. And also when I was in college, we built, I built, 
a um, real estate business up there where student oh, wow. rentals between um, there and expanded to UNH. So I was running, you know, a company for them in, in the uh, mid to late eighties up in New Hampshire, you know, so I kind of earned my worth there. And, and ultimately what happened to come back to work here was um, the purchasing agent that we had was an older guy and he got sick. And, um, you know, I thought I would come back and want to work and maybe sales or, you know, who knows, I didn't know at the time, um, there, but he had, um, the person agent got sick, so they needed someone that, you know, kind of right at the beginning of computers and things like that. So, you know, I, I, I can do it. And, um, they never asked my brother who was older. He couldn't have done that job. He didn't, and he didn't want to want it to, but it was a big problem for my dad, you know, with him and, and my brother, um, kind of wanting to do that, uh, you know, do more, you know, and it was tough for him. Um, he ended up, uh, him and my dad ended up getting, uh, separate not separate yeah. I mean, where code now he just doesn't work for us anymore and it, it was 20 years ago and you know it sucked for a while and and things like that but it, you know and here and there it's an issue with me my brothers we weren't we get along we weren't great uh sure. just didn't have a lot of the same i like sports he didn't he was a hiker biker i'm a team sports guy you know so it's like kind of my dad and i spent time bonding with going to sporting events my brother didn't love that type of thing so it was tough for him to be able to bond with my dad and you know it hurt him you know yeah no dad, I, but... it's tough right because you 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 spend time trying to you know grow them into but then, then ultimately they are their own human and <laughs> knock a wood fingers crossed a right. nice prayer that they're happy and they're a good person and they work hard and right. yeah they may not like the same things you do now i personally can't see what's not to like about sitting in a Bruins game with a beer. Right. And the other day I was at one and we ordered the barbecue thing. And my God, it was this giant tray of barbecue stuff. Uh, and so, right. yeah, I, tell I mean, me about it, like, but everyone's smell Walk into the first time I went up to Fen Fenway Park with my dad, the smell of the grass. Yeah. You remember that. It's like the greatest thing ever. I mean, you look up to my, you know, that to do that stuff, you know, my brother always wanted my dad to go hiking or biking with him. And he just wasn't that into that much you know so it kind of hurt him you know yeah. and it's it's you know that's a whole nother uh, podcast that's a whole other know, podcast, going ahead, right yeah, right, totally. right you know and for me and him uh we get along now and you know it's it's okay you know i don't, couldn't have worked with a. it would have been tough for me and him and the company yeah. and my partner you know that wouldn't have necessarily worked out one one of the other ways but you know i just feel like uh, i earned my keep starting yeah. that business up in new hampshire and then coming here and really did the purchasing and changed it because we which is a perfect timing it's just computers were just coming in i kind of knew what i was doing with computers somewhat you know enough that i wasn't afraid of if it had a line or it's a link you press it you know it's not going to blow up yeah you're not going to blow exactly. up exactly so just go ahead i just had that kind of you know not nervousness about that and kind of took that to the next level and helped That's out with the purchasing and things like that so powerful man yeah. Right. Well, my yeah. next question for you is a bit of a hypothetical because sure. I may or may not have a time machine up here in New Hampshire. Up uh -huh. here in my, it's actually my backyard covered in a tarp. So uh -huh. come on up, you come visit, we get some beers, some lobster, and then you get to use this time machine. You get to go and you get to see yourself a couple days after graduating and a couple days just in case you had a party, right? High school you, or college? Uh, college. Graduating okay. college. Yep. Um, what, what was your major in college? Uh, business management. Business. Okay. So you yep. get that business degree and you get to meet yourself and you get to have a conversation. 
what kind of things are you telling yourself? Hmm. More about, you know, kind of what we've already talked about connections and um, connections, connections, responsibility, giving back, um, being friendly, being open, being caring, care for others. You know, it's a lot of, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, empathy is lost a lot of place in the world too. And people don't feel bad for others and like to have, you know, empathy and responsibility and, um, you know, be a good person first and foremost, you know, yeah. and just do the right thing. You know, like I said, he's taught my daughter respons responsibility, just being responsible, knowing what's right and wrong and, and doing what's best and moving forward, you know, and, and just uh, utilize all the connections you can you know oh, i love that yeah. boom yeah mic drop moment right there boom right on the stage <laughs> sure um <laughs> where can people connect with you do you want them to reach out on linkedin sure email? linkedin email is fine joel l at mtexinc.com um linkedin is uh, just joel livingston and um you know sure. send me an email or you know any questions or yeah copy, reach whatever out. i'm being talk sports in, Sure, I'd love to be at the yeah. next uh, Bruins game. Yeah, so hopefully tonight they could win tonight. We'll see. Yeah, Celtics. Was, oh uh, yeah, sad I was at the one night. like a couple weeks ago with the hat trick yep. and the oh, five yeah, yeah. to zero. That was great. We, we got yeah. last minute tickets on StubHub. It was pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, take uh, your boys, right? Yep, yep. Had, uh, yeah. had my son, had my daughter, the wife. Awesome. We all were just, and we, right. we snuck right. into uh, you know Loge seating. Yeah. Right? last minute tickets you know someone That's probably awesome. had car trouble or something right right yeah, yeah god yeah. bless them but yeah. we we enjoyed right. their tickets yeah nothing wrong with that it's great <laughs> nope, it's really nope. fun they were so. they were used well man well yep. dude yep. thank you so much for coming on My here pleasure. and teaching me teaching the fellow listeners sharing with us what's important to you i really you appreciate got it. it my pleasure and uh like i said anytime and you know reach out and it's good talking to you and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon yeah man maybe at the next uh you going to the event tonight i am not tonight okay. um but um, hopefully in one of the events. I one coming up soon. on June 10th. Right. Uh, Firewalk. Yeah, I want to do He talked about move, maybe moving the date. Uh, yeah, it's moved to the yesterday. 10th now. Oh, yeah. it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I should be free for that. Too. It's going to be a good that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I do a lot of hot yoga. So it's like I've oh, always yeah. I kept saying, you know, if you, it's breathing in, in mind. Like if you get the breath done, you can walk on fire. Yeah. There's no question yeah. about it. So. Yeah, it's amazing. And, Thank you. And so those listening, uh, we want to see you there at the EO event on June 10th. And we also, um, if you learn something from this, this conversation, man, so many great, important topics around keeping it from being lonely at the top and EO experiences and how to maximize that and responsibility and connections. If you learn something, share this episode with someone else. That's how your thought leader is just getting this content to other people's hands. And with that, Joel, thank you again, sir. My this pleasure. You got it, buddy. Good talking to you. I'll see you soon. All right, man. Well, this all has right. been another exciting episode of Leadership in Action. We will see you all next time. Thank you. See ya. Leadership in Action is sponsored by the Boston Chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. As the world's only peer-to-peer -peer network exclusively for entrepreneurs, EO helps transform the lives of those who transform the world.